Who's my favorite comic, Wayne? Welcome to the Open Mic Pain with Anthony and Wayne Podcast. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Open Mic Pain with Anthony and Wayne. And today we have a very fun episode for you. It is our Top 10 Consensus Comics. So this is our combined Top 10 Favorite Comics. Um, It's not a definitive list. Uh, It's just who we personally find funny. Uh, I'm joined today by my co-host, Anthony Eugenio. Anthony, how the fuck are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Hello out there, Twitter world. I'm excited (laughs) to do this Top 10 list. I'm excited that you said my name properly, as you always do, but maybe you sons of bitch comics that are listening might take a goddamn listen to it, so when you get on stage and I phonetically write it out for you, Jacques, before I go on stage, and I like... I write it out across like a uh, bumper sticker for you, uh, and then you leave your clipboard at the table. So then when you go up there, you say, I don't know, fuck it, the brown guy. <laughs> <laughs> the pastel brown guy, the guy that's light brown. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, Jacques. But you son of a bitch, it's Eugenio. E- U, Genie. Oh, don't forget any of those fucking syllables. Who's my favorite comic, Wayne? All right. <laughs> So uh, Anthony and I put together separately our top 10 lists, and we put them together to make a consensus list, and that's what we're going to share with you here today. Uh, so I guess we'll get right back, right into it, rather, if uh, unless you have something you'd like to bring to the forefront before we start. No. All right. So we're going to start from number 10. <laughs> we'll start from number 10, go to number one, uh, and we have a few honorable mentions at the end. So coming in at number 10 on our consensus list... Norm McDonald. I think yeah, it's, there uh, would be some crime here that Norm's all the way up at number ten. But um, how do you get there? I mean, the way a consensus list works is we both put our top ten together, and some magical math behind the scenes uh, puts everything together to make the list. Uh, so he was higher on one of our lists, lower on the other. Um, but the important part is he made it to the top ten. So uh, I don't remember exactly where he was on your list, but I know, uh, I know roughly where he was for me. Um, I I fucking love Norm, man. I, it's not just because he's dead. <laughs> Good reason to love him, I, but yeah. I, I I love how he commits to a joke. He doesn't give a fuck if you find it funny or not. He is going to say it. He's going to enjoy it. If he loved the, we talked about this actually. We're gonna norm that joke. If you believe in it, just do it. Yeah, you you have that about my. Uh... California sober bit at the end there you're like that Norm would want you to do it that way and I mean that's why he got fired from uh, SNL was because he believed in his jokes and he kept doing them even though he was told not to Uh, and he kept doing them and got fired but I I just love him Um, I, I, I think he the fact that he will do a joke whether he gets laughs or not and just stare in the, stare into the camera and wait is fucking hilarious to me. He'll stare into yeah. the camera for, or he, he would stare in the camera for, with, to silence because he knew it was funny. He's also a legend for not telling anybody he was dying and then doing a comedy special into a Zoom mic and then dying. Like That was the most awesome way to go that you could have went if you're a comedian. We're yeah, talking about yeah, the sure. art of comedy. God damn. Love you, Norm. We, we don't want to spend uh, too much time on each of these comics. Um, but one thing I implore you, please, if you're not familiar with Norm, or at least not this bit, go watch Norm MacDonald on Conan O'Brien and just watch The Moth. Norm MacDonald, The Moth. It is probably one of the best five minutes of entertainment uh, and the story behind it is he just had to fill five minutes because something happened behind the scenes and he did that very well. I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, do you have anything else to say Nor- about Norm before we move on? Praise Jesus, Norm. That's right. Uh, number nine, consensus for us. Dave Attell. Now, we brought Dave up uh, last episode or a couple episodes ago. Um uh, Skanks for the memories. 
Uh, Dave Vitell is one of my earliest memories of adult comedians uh, with Insomniac and and some of the other uh, little things he did on Comedy Central. And as I got older and listened to more of his stuff, he just became more and more of a favorite of mine. Uh, how about yourself? What what brought him to the point where he ended up on the list here? So I think if we did a list called Top Club Comics of All Time, he might be number one. So he is just a chameleon in a club, can do anything. He hears heckling throughout his set, and he picks the perfect heckles to line with his jokes properly, to nail them. I think that's expert level, and I don't know many other comedians that can do that on his level. Maybe none. Uh, so that's the most impressive thing to me. I think that alone, you know, like if we're talking real popular comic right now is Matt Reif and should be, he's hilarious. Um, but I don't know how much we're talking about him without how good his crowd work is. So similar mm-hmm. vein. And that just brings the act to life. I'm jealous. I, I could talk on that, but I'm not going to just because it's not relevant. Um, maybe that's a whole nother topic for us, but uh, I will say imitation is the, most sincere form of flattery and you hear comics really popular comics talk about how when they first started out they tried to sound like david tell they tried to imitate him um and there's a good reason he's he's fucking hilarious uh i had one of our listeners uh someone that i know personally but he listens so that counts uh he told me that he wasn't super familiar with David Tell, but he heard our podcast uh, a couple episodes ago talking about Skanks for the Memories, and he went and listened to it, and he fucking loved it. Ah, so if we got one more listen for that uh, album than we did right. Skanks for the Memories, check it out. That's our David Tell <laughs> consensus. Absolutely. Uh, so, number eight. Um, I don't think you had this one on your list. No, I don't know. You can tell me. I don't remember. I did all the math, but I can't remember. Uh, Number eight, Bill Cosby. Oh, (laughs) don't try to bring me into your... You're like, oh, it wasn't just me that picked the goddamn rapist on my list, right? It was just you, Wayne. So We're judging the comedy. I get it. So hard. Like Picasso with his paintings. If we're going to judge the guy, you're going to not like a lot of paintings out there, you fucking woke pieces of shit. You can Sorry. you can look at Bill Cosby's comedy and say, I don't like it because he's a piece of shit, which he is. He is a dirtbag. He's a piece of shit human. The highest levels. At the highest levels. However, at the but. lowest lows, his highest highs are right there. His comedy is so good. Bill it's Cosby so good. himself. Yeah. Like, dude. Please just separate the art from the artist. It, I mean, it sucks because you know so if you ever hard. listen to anything from Bill Cosby, um, you're probably giving him money in some form. But he has more money than he ever needs for the rest of his life. So, well, at this point, what's what's the difference? I did see him in, live in concert. Um, it was right at the beginning of when Hannibal had made those comments. Mm. Um, so me, my wife, uh, my buddy Joe. Um, and his girlfriend had gone to see him at um, uh, the Casino Ballroom in in Hampton. And that was one of the most memorable nights of my life. He was so funny. He was, and I will say this, he made Spanish fly jokes, essentially. Uh, Hmm. there There was a girl in the front row that got up to go to the bathroom. And he stopped what he was doing and said, hey, uh, you might want to take your drink with you. You know about me. Oh, and everybody my God. Laughed. Oh, dude. Everybody laughed because everyone's like, oh, Bill Cosby doesn't need drugs to get laid. He's Bill Cosby. He didn't um, go blind from coming so much. Uh, you see his, <laughs> eyes, his eyes glazed over like an old dog. Uh, I, I couldn't That's what my it. mom t- used to say, at least when I was younger. If you come too much, you go blind. So <laughs> don't touch <laughs> yourself. Go blind. <laughs> I mean, it, at the time, it was funny because nobody thought he actually did it. Um, 
And then they found out he did it. Then you find out he did it. And he is a, a piece lot. of shit. I'm going to reiterate that so much. He is a piece of shit. But uh, he does, comedy he wise, deserved, pretty good. Yeah, he, he deserved a rotten prison. But comedy wise, separating the art from the artist. I mean, if you went back to any form of art before whatever, 1800s, they were all pieces of shit. Um, wait till he dies and, and watch everything so he doesn't get a penny of it. But. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think he deserves to be on the list because it, it's just some of the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it, it's really good stuff. Well, there but you he go. He deserves to rot in prison. So, inhale. Yeah. Anything to say about Bill Cosby? I know he wasn't on your list, but he's funny, but he can eat shit. Let's move on. All right, number seven. Um, this is another one I don't think was on your list. Rodney Dangerfield. No, Rodney wasn't on my list, but, you know, respect. Rodney was very high on my list, and that's what, that's how he ended up on our consensus list. Rodney Dangerfield, for me, I could listen to his jokes, I, and I do this every couple months. I will sit down uh, uh, on my couch, and I will watch uh, compilations of Rodney Dangerfield on Carson or whatever else he did, just just throwing those jokes out there. They're so funny. They're, they're like a good song. I, I say that a lot about um, good comedians. Their jokes are like good songs. You can listen to them over and over again. And even though you know the words, they're still, it's almost like you're listening to them new. And, and for me, he's one of those people. I, I love him so much. I, I laugh. I could hear the same joke about being uh, playing in a... Uh, in a sandbox and being covered up by a, a cat because you know you look like a piece of shit over <laughs> and over. <laughs> I fucking love it. Um, I, I, I love short have... jokes, as I've said before. So I do yeah. like me some Dangerfield. And we were just talking about this off air a little bit. Um, I find it really difficult myself, or actually maybe the last episode. I don't know, but I feel I feel really difficult. Uh, I find it really difficult to. To say those those jokes, the short jokes, and remember them, like I'm like a story comic. I, I, mm. I need to have like my beats, like boom, boom, boom. And I really look at some of these comics that can have like a few, you know, whatever, 10, 30 second jokes in a five minute set, and just remember them. And you can watch him for like fifteen minutes on Carson, just go boom, 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 and not repeat anything. And every single joke is just as funny as the last. So uh, that's why I put him so high on my list. I, I, he's he's like a good musical artist. You can just listen to him over and over again. There you go. Where are we on to next? No love for Dangerfield for you, huh? No, I like him, but you know, there's only so much to say about a guy that talks about having no respect. <laughs> uh, here's one that didn't make my list. Um, but made uh, made it pretty high in yours. Number six is Shane Gillis. Mm. Yeah. So now I'll talk, motherfucker. Uh, I would. Uh, I think I've said it before. Um, but if I haven't, I think that Shane Gillis will be the biggest touring comic in the United States at some point in his career. He's very technically talented. His um, impressions are incredibly good. He's getting. Lots of fuel from the Joe Rogan uh, internal combustion engine that's pushing him forward pretty good. His special live at Austin is um, my favorite special of last year. And he just filmed a new comedy special, I'm told. That's going to be, I think, Netflix. Um, Joe Rogan said much better than his live at Austin even. So really excited about that. I think that's going to... He'll be in theaters on his next tour for sure. Uh, and he was really high up on my list, as Wayne said. What do you think about old Gilly? I honestly, I I have not listened to much Shane Gillis, so uh, unfortunately, I don't have much to say, and I'm kind of ashamed about that. Um, but after tonight, probably tomorrow, I'll be listening to more. So hopefully, I'll have more to say in the future. Yeah, you son of a bitch, you have to listen to that um, that special. It's just. He was heavily influenced by Louis C.K. He's he's really made that apparent and um, has said that before. He said it's his favorite comic. And you can tell in his style of comedy. And it just, that's my favorite shit, man. It's the, you can go absurd, you can tell a story, and all of it can react in your Marvel universe of comedy. Where sometimes, 
Like, you listen to Mitch Hedberg, and although incredible, it's all one beat. You know his style of joke. It's a non sequitur. It's going to be quick, and you're not going to see it coming. Where I feel like with Shane Gillis and, uh, again, Louie, same idea. It's going to be, you're not going to know what's coming. That That's kind of like me with my fucking fat gut. I never see myself coming. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I love how in the last episode you were like, oh, don't mention that I have a gay magazine. My dad might be listening. And then <laughs> one episode later, you're like, I can't see my dick. <laughs> Anything else for uh, Shane Gillis? He can't see his dick either. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're in our top five. And these top five uh, we both had on our list. Um, so we'll both have uh, something to say about them all. Number five, uh, Mark Norman. Now, Mark Norman for me was somebody that you turned me on to. Um, I wasn't familiar with him. I think you had sent me him uh, a clip of his and I went down the rabbit hole and he became one of my favorite. I think he was actually higher on my list than yours. Uh, I actually know for a fact he was, uh, he, he, dude, he, he is one of the funniest people. I just love his, his cadence and his rhythm. And I actually find myself when I'm practicing, sometimes I will have that rhythm and I have to step it back because I don't want like an Atel type. Uh, we talked about people um, copying Atel. I don't want that for me. So I have to st- I have to kick it back a little bit and not try to replicate what he's doing. Um, not that I ever could because he's a fucking master. But yeah, he's, he's one unique. of the funniest. He is unique. Yeah, he's he's got a, a different way of speaking and, and replying to hecklers. And Well, it's um, funny. You know, he was uh, always accused in the beginning of his career of ripping off Seinfeld. Because he does have a, a Seinfeldian cadence, but he's made it so much his own that it's evolved into a whole different life form. Mm. I didn't know that about him, but I could almost see it. But at the same time, I don't know. It's, it's I don't know, he, he's just so good. I don't know. It, it doesn't it doesn't ring Seinfeld to me, and maybe that's because he's a little more risky or risque. Uh, he uses gay is what he would say. <laughs> yeah. One thing that I, I love watching some of his videos are the crowd work videos where he'll just have somebody say, Hey, give me a, give me a topic. And he'll just kind of riff on it, which you and I both know that he's probably not riffing every topic off the top of his head. He probably has things on the back burner where he hears something and goes, Oh, I know something I can say about that. Um, uh, yeah, I'm sure he does, but that's, to be honest, what you're seeing there when on watching on YouTube is a revolution of higher-end comics needing content out on YouTube but not wanting to burn material. So what do you do? You mm. go out and you put out your crowd work. And also, these comics write on stage, and a lot of the time, that's how they literally, when you're watching crowd work, Mark Norman videos, you're watching him write. He goes up yes. there, what do you guys want to talk about? And let's say one out of 15 interactions is hilarious. He'll take that out and he'll put that into a bit and work it in and all that. So that's just his style of writing. It's a really awesome style that a club lets you fucking do that. <laughs> we don't have we, that luxury yet. I, I was just going to say that that's a topic that we should really touch upon. And I think that's a really good conversation. Um, and I had this conversation with somebody uh, this week, uh, one of the people at work, um, as you would have heard on our uh, Hollow Ground episode, I heckled a heckler in a way. And it wasn't necessarily funny or whatever, but I somebody had asked me about that. And I was like, yeah, you know, if I had more time, I would have probably kept tried to keep it going and try to get some ideas flowing from it. But I only had four minutes, so I had to cut it short. Uh, and somebody like Mark Norman or Matt Rife or what, uh, some of those people, they're told they can go on stage and I, I don't know exactly the terms, but they're not going to get kicked off. They're not going to get the light. If they're making people laugh and, and people are buying drinks, then they're up there for as long as they want. Uh, and that's really cool. And I, I can't wait for that type of luxury where you can just go fuck off and um, have fun. Yeah, you got you to earn it. So that's where we're, we're in the fucking trenches right now. 
you do have to earn it. And uh, if anybody has earned it, it is Mark Norman. Uh, yeah, any, so check anything? out Netflix special Soup to Nuts coming out at the end of July. And I don't know about you, but I'd like to review that motherfucker for We, we for 100% the will because, uh, I mean, he's number five on both of our lists. So he's he's definitely reviewable for us. Uh, he's worth a, an entire episode. There you go. Let's move on. All right. Number four consensus for us is Dave Chappelle. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to be very confused as to why Dave Chappelle is not number one. Uh, I mean, I think he's really, really good. But don't forget, this is our personal favorites, not not most successful or whatever. This is our personal favorites, our tastes. Yeah, it's fair to say he's the Beatles of comedy right now, at least. And, um, you know, you can know, respect, the Beatles are the greatest band of all time as far as talent goes and all that. But if we're putting together our top five favorite bands, I don't know if they're going to crack it. That's an excellent way to put that, 100%. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, Dave Chappelle special? Goddamn. Uh, that, that's a really good question. Um I like a lot of Dave's earlier stuff, um, but you have that recency bias where he had the that was it two or three specials that came out in like a couple years span or whatever. Uh, four, I think. Was it four? Yeah, it, I mean, I like a lot of his earlier stuff. Yeah, killing it, him it softly. Was, the HBO special. That's yeah. a great one. Yeah, but I mean, you have that recency bias, like I said, where I can repeat more of those jokes and talk about them a little more freely because I remember them more. But I, I would have to say probably killing me so kill him softly is probably one of the, one of my more favorite. If I, if I was to sit down and watch all of them sequentially, I would probably go into that era. And that just yourself? goes to show, um, that just goes to show Dave Chappelle's lasting power to go from like 17 years old, standing on a box in um, central park to, being able to go into killing him softly with, you know, 15 years ago, an hour of back to back to back to back incredible laughs. The crack baby mm-hmm. limousine uh, story. <laughs> all those are just some of the greatest stories of all time. I do like um, his Houston special, which was one of the Netflix specials that he did. There was a certain level of, that was the second one. So it was the freedom that he had to just go after it. And he did that. You you could hear jokes in there of him talking about how incredibly good he is at comedy. And I, I really like that because it's fucking true. <laughs> he's, he's as technically he, savvy as it gets. Yeah, he, he's really good. Um, two things I wanted to mention about Dave Chappelle. One is uh, I make this joke with you all the time when, uh, I always say, like, if we ever go to a mic and we can't get on, we'll just pull a Dave Chappelle, go to a corner and go, gather round, gather round, and just start doing comedy. Uh, obviously, we're not as good as him, so that wouldn't work. We'd probably get shot, uh, especially in Manchester or Lowell. Uh, but Joe Rogan has has stories about hanging out with Dave Chappelle and him doing that and just absolutely killing on a street corner uh, for unsolicited comedy. The other, um, I don't know if you ever saw this, but on Home Improvement, Dave Chappelle and... Jim Brewer were uh, on, was it Tool Time? Was the show that they did in that? Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, they, they were they were in that show uh, as two people out of the audience or whatever. and It was really interesting to see. I, I don't remember when I first saw it and, and realized who they were, but it was really cool to see a young Dave Chappelle and a young Jim Brewer uh, get a spot on a show like that. It was interesting. It must have been but. a half-baked era. It had to have been, yeah. Well, all right, cool. Dave Chappelle's goddamn goat, uh, but number four on our motherfucking list. Who's next, Wayne? Yeah, so uh, number three for us, uh, we just reviewed his newest special, Tom Segura. Uh, You've seen him live. I have not. Um, So maybe you can talk to a little bit about uh, how he was live versus seeing him on specials on Netflix and, and whatever else or hearing him on your mom's house but what is uh what what made him so high on your list so this is 
It's tough to say, but I think I might be the most influenced by Tom out of any comic that is on the list. He's the one I got to catch myself making sure I don't go too far down his road of cadence and all that. I think that um, as far as real life, taking real life joke structure from his family, like the realism to his jokes and the left turns that he takes, I think is the best of anybody on the list. I think most of the rest of the people we have on the list, you are, you know, you're listening to a story about them. That's not true. And you're still laughing because of how good they are wordsmithing. But Tom Segura, a lot like the story about his mom uh, and his, his kids, the uh, injuries, they're all like documented almost. So, you know, they're true. And the way he, uh, especially I don't want to give too much away, but he's a deathbed of his dad joke and his latest special sledgehammer. It's just masterful. Like think about when you've had a death of a loved one in your life. He had that moment and turned it into a hilarious joke. Like I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> like there's some things that are off limits in my head, and he goes past those limits. So, really high up on our list for good reason. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He he's he he is definitely a, a, a greatest of all time for me. Um, like we said in our special, his earlier stuff was a little more relatable for me. Uh, this newest special wasn't as much, except for the kid stuff. But um, I mean, just overall, he's just he's so good, and he's such a likable person. He's like the person you love to hate because, like we said, he he wants you to know that he has money. That that's kind of his persona. He wants he wants you to know that he's better than you, and he does it so goddamn well, and you I love him for it. There's an argument that he is. All right, well, who's what is number your- two? But before oh, we go there, what, what is one of your favorite? What, what's your like your favorite cigar a bit? Because the only reason I ask is because I have one at the ready. Mm, mine's midget. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> yes, remember that bit? Yes. <laughs> yeah, as for his Comedy Central half hour special, they did the first thing I, uh, exposure I had to Tom Segura. Um, it was I was in high school, um, so this was a real long time ago. Premium blend, maybe it was. But anyways, yeah, he has a hilarious story about little people and how you shouldn't call the midget. Yeah. For me, it's it's the first 48. Mm. And, and the, the part that always gets me is the uh, where he says, like, hey, Bryce, can you chat for a minute or can you talk for a minute? And he's like, let's be honest. There's no Bryce's on this show. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> I love it. But... Um, all right, anything else about Tom Scurry? Well, obviously not because you were heading into the next one before I cut you off so rudely. Uh, okay. Number two on our consensus list, and uh, this was my number one, and he had to have been pretty high on your list, uh, Bill Burr, or on yes. Twitter, Wilfred Burr. Yes, Bill Burr, who, if we're talking about... I was about to say redheaded comedians, but he does have a really high level of competition, even in redhead comedians. Sure does uh, rant now. comedy, maybe? I guess is he the best rant comic of all time? Oh, a thousand percent, he is. That's not even close, right? Not even close. No, he's he he is. Yeah, rant comedy. He, you can't beat his cadence, his voice. He's got that Boston accent. He's so angry. Like, yeah, a hundred percent, he is the best rant comic of all time. And plus he had the Philly special rant, which is the greatest piece of comedy. Mm. That might, that is, if someone said, Hey, all right, there are aliens. There are, and they want to know what comedy (laughs) is. Stay tuned. There is, uh, they, uh, I would probably give them bill Burr's Philly special. And if you guys don't know, quick synopsis, uh, he's doing, uh, I believe, it was the Opie and Anthony Radio Festival, and uh, in Philadelphia, and he was bombing, and he got, to, I believe, like fourteen, like one minute in, and he's a fifteen-minute set, and he decided to just roast the entire city for like twelve straight minutes. Didn't didn't they give the previous comics like a really hard time? Yeah, it was a tough crowd, and yeah. the greatest thing about this is they're booing the shit out of him, and he starts roasting them. And by the end of the set, they're all on his side. An impossible crowd of 
I know in a couple episodes ago I was talking shit about Salem and Lynn. Sorry, guys. Philly's got you beat as far as biggest pieces of shit on the universe goes. <laughs> that is about as deep as that pool gets is right over there in that land. And he turned them around. And again, I think that's the number one impressive comedy routine I've ever seen. Um, yeah, he, he, he is the greatest. And uh, spoiler alert, we are going to see him in September. In I think Portland. it is. In Portland, Maine. Uh, so we will have a, a an episode about that. Um, but before we move on, do you have a favorite Bill Burr bit? I, I am so... Uh, I'm going to say the Philly special again. That's one bit that, for 14 it? minutes. That yeah. I'm, It's just too good. Give me my favorite. That's it. What about you? Yeah, for me, I, I think it's the, the, the bit about... Um, where he goes to the it's a chain food restaurants. If you, if you Google Bill Burr chain food restaurants, you'll get this bit. But uh, I'm not even gonna try to do it. But it, it's all about how all these chain food places make you do all this shit that you're paying them money and you have to do the extra work for your shit. Um, yes. I love it. He is the it, king of the premise. You're like, oh, I could have thought of that, but you couldn't. It's you always could. so simple, but so good. I love that. I will give. I I also want to give him props. Um, one of my favorite things that he said that wasn't a bit was when all that shit with Gina Carano went on with the Mandalorian. Mm. He defended her, and then people went out against Bill Burr. And he came back out again, and he was like, "What are you gonna do? You gonna cancel my fucking bald-headed action figure? I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna go to a theater and sell it out." <laughs> I love that. He was it's like, true. "I don't give a fuck." He, yeah, it's so good. He he just has zero cares in the world, and I love it. But uh, yeah, I can talk I about say, And if anybody in the list, I don't know if we aspire to be more like a comic more than him. At least maybe I don't. Like I like. Obviously, I had someone higher on my list, but as far as the carefreeness of his act, how he picks and chooses his sets, and now they're all like stadiums and shit, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, learned how to play drums, fly helicopter. He's just a cool fucking dude, and that, says what he thinks, and you know, I love that. That is amazing too. I I didn't even think about bringing that up, but yeah, he's he's a helicopter pilot. He's a drummer. He's a comedian. He's an actor. Um, he's from Boston, so he's perfect for this podcast. Bill, come the fuck on. Tell us about where you started, you know? but uh, That will never fucking happen. But yeah, I, never will, happen. I will touch myself to the thought. Uh, number one. <laughs> number one. <laughs> number one. Uh, I believe this was your number one, my number two. You guys already know. Yeah, you know who it is. It's Louis C.K. Uh, I have seen Louis C.K. two times live. You have seen him, what, three? I think five. Jesus Christ, really? Yeah, I saw him twice on one tour once. Hmm. So both times I saw, uh, saw him was with you. And both times were what I thought was the most impressive uh, stand-up comedy I've ever seen. Yeah, Louis is an expert of... Again, we talked about this earlier with Shane Gillis, um, who I'm modeling this after, but it's the unexpectedness of a set. You can get a minute and a half bit where he's just in a complete Alice in Wonderland la-la world and you'll be hilariously off your feet, where he's making noises and voices and all that. Or he could be telling a story about trying to shit in front of his daughters. And it's so relatable and real. And you're just getting the human emotion out of it. Um, no one does it better than him. Ever will. That's why he's so high on the list. Yeah, he, he really is so good. Um, for me, the only reason he was number two was just because I relate to Bill Burr so much. Um, I am not an outwardly angry person but inwardly I am. Um, so his rants really get to me, but for genuine laughs, Louis CK is there, man. He, he's just, 
I I have this distinct memory of probably it's probably 2011. I was living with my buddy Billy, who was mentioned on episode one or two with the uh, the grip joke. Uh, I was living with him, and we had a, a free subscription to HBO for like a month or two. And I'm flipping through uh, my channels, and I see Louis C.K. And I didn't know it was Louis C.K. at the time. And I just see this guy with a microphone. I'm a big stand-up comedian fan, a stand-up comedy fan rather. And I listen to him, <laughs> I listen to him talk for like. 10 seconds. I'm like, fuck this guy. He, like, he's a redhead. Fuck him. And I shut it off. Five years later or something like that, I start... I think it was you. I, it was probably you that got me into him. But, probably. Um, yeah, probably. But uh, I listened to him, and I thought he was hilarious, and I realized who he was, and I got really sad that many years earlier I could have been on that train, and I wasn't. But he he's so good, man. He's... He just he 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 has it and he knows it. He knows he can just masturbate in front of you, and if you ask and he, I mean, if he asks <laughs> and you say yes, then he'd love to. Maybe not anymore. What's your favorite special from? Um, was it hilarious? That's a good one. That was yeah, his that... Comedy Central special. Yeah, that I mean, I, I, that's such a hard question because I feel like everything I hear from him, I don't know where it came from, but I would tell you that's my favorite. I think I, I had this uh, with you in a car ride to Portland. I think when we went, I'm mm. pretty good at if you say Louis C.K. joke, I'll know the special it's from. Yeah, and where it's the in deer. there. Yep, the one from Shameless. Yeah. yeah. No, chewed up. Chewed up. Sorry. Yeah, chewed up. Chewed up. Yep, chewed up nipples. Chewed yep. up nippies. My favorite Louis C.K. special is definitely uh, Oh My God, which is the HBO special. That's the one I actually saw twice on tour, once in Newark, New Jersey, and once in Boston. Um, He does so much good work in that special. That's him at the height of his powers, in my opinion. That's Mm -hmm. where his closer is definitely, but maybe. I don't know if you remember Mm. the definitely, but maybe joke. Oh, I sure do. That was one of my favorite things. Uh, I I remember trying to... um, replicate that for people yep. that weren't there and you can't you cannot no. replicate it i think about that joke a lot when i'm writing myself like when i'm trying to write a bit and i'm like all right this is a premise that i'd like but how do i get it into joke shape that's one to listen to because it is structurally take out the words that he says it's a perfectly cadence timed standard bit he brings it to life with what he says in it. But um, that is as good. Like sometimes you listen to comedians and they're telling a story like Jim Jeffries. And you're like, I don't know if I can ever do this because he just is the guy at the water cooler who tells the story the best. And you have that or you don't. Where Louie, I don't feel the same way with. Louie, I feel like he is um, going to get you to laugh based off of the impressiveness of the joke. It's going to stand there like a piece of art by itself. And even if, you know, if we set it into a microphone, you might l- even still laugh at it just because of how good and well it's constructed. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't have much more to say about Louis. Um, although his show is really good, too. So if you're not familiar with that, check that out. Yeah, you can buy the um, whole show on his website and you stream it for a while. I did that. I think it's five years you get it or something for 30 bucks. Money well spent because it's also one of the best shows of all time and has a whole extra hour of his comedy throughout it. One of the funniest things about that show is he has an episode where he's on a uh, like a news channel mm. talking about masturbation. Yeah. And he's he's debating somebody who's against it. And then years later, he comes out with that whole thing. Not it's not true. to bring bad juju to Louis. Um, because it's like the Simpsons. You, he predicted if it. You, if, <laughs> I don't know if it's prediction, if you know what's going on. But <laughs> well, I'll I will say, did it. I will say, uh, if you ask and somebody says yes, eh, 
Yeah, you're kind of in the clear, right? Unless you're uh, their boss. Oh, that is true. It's <laughs> true. Unless you're their boss and they have to. <laughs> my my boss has never asked me to do that. Um, that I'm willing to say on the record. I'm just kidding, Jim. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jim, he will take you. He will take you in the mouth if you want. He will be in awe of you, as Wayne likes to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll be in awe. <laughs> oh, this never happened. <laughs> All right. Anyways, well, there you go. Let's um, get to honorable mentions, you fucking right, so, guzzler. So we have uh, we have a few honorable mentions, and um, this this was uh, forced on Anthony by me because uh, three of these, no, only two of these are mine. Uh, don't know three of them are mine, but anyways, uh, honorable mention number one was an Anthony one, not me. Daniel Tosh. What do you have to say about Daniel Tosh? Anything quick so we can get the fuck out of here? Number one underrated comic in the entire world. He is good. Yeah, he's fantastic. I, I love his shit. He's uh, he doesn't give a fuck what people say about him, what he says, and um, yeah, he, he's really good. I love. Yeah, I wish he never shows... did that show. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, just that's what he's known by now, and I think if he just focused on continuing to do stand up, he would be, you know, doing stadiums. I mean, maybe he still does stadiums. I think he could do anything he wants, really, but. I'm saying we would know him for his stand-up as one of the best of all time. He would be number one on our list, I think, if he just went out and did it. Because I think he's that good and different that, and unique. I think that's true because I, I don't know what Dan Natasha has done in the last 10 years, maybe, whatever, however long. But Yeah, he had a special couple years ago, and it's fucking amazing. Uh, Number 12, are you done with Daniel? Yep. All right, number 12. Emo Phillips, which I don't think Anthony knows who's the who this is. Yeah, I do. I love Emo Phillips. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Emo Phillips is is a comedian from the eighties. Um, I know. I first found him from Weird Al Yankovic's uh, nineteen eighty nine film UHF. He had a small part in it, and um, I have a coworker who is a huge Emo Phillips fan, and we quote his jokes all the time. If you don't know Emo Phillips, look it up. He does have a um, a really strange persona that he portrays. Uh, if you can get through that, some people have a hard time, but if you can get through that, his jokes are so goddamn funny. Um, I don't have much more to say about that, but look him up. He's he's. I don't want to say he's up there with Dangerfield, but his jokes are uh, they're like non sequiturs as well. So you, you know, you have little small snippets of wicked funny. Yeah, uh, he's so good. One thing I'll say about Emo Phillips that I like about him is uh, you're listening to him and you're like, wow, this guy's like a bumbling idiot. Like he's not going to he, he's just going to do jokes about how dumb he is the whole time. And he will surprise you on how incredibly clever each joke is. By the time you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> I got to say, like, I am super impressed because I did not know you were that familiar with him. Oh, he was on the th- show Crashing on HBO, and I really like that show. Um, but, oh, was he really? I didn't know that. Yeah, one episode he did, he did on there. It's a, oh, he so. goes to the Comedy Cellar uh, to do a set, and every comic is in awe, obviously, like real awe as they should be. Yeah, yeah, no, he he's so good. Um, he's one of those comics that not a lot of people know, so that's kind of why I was impressed. But yeah, look him up. He he's so funny. Um, so if we're all done there. Our uh, third honorable mention, Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, tough for him to be an honorable mention because um, Mitch it Hedberg is. is one of the greatest. And I'm going to say, oh, it's so tough. But I'm going to say out of everybody we talked about tonight, even fucking Dangerfield, best non sequitur comic in my opinion, mm. at least my favorite. I got Stephen Wright up there, all that. I think Mitch Hed- Hedberg... Um, his non sequitur stuff was so crazy because he would do completely unprepared bits that would be incredibly hilarious. Dangerfield mm-hmm. was amazing, but how many times did he tell the same joke? Uh, maybe same as Leno for thirty straight years doing the same it, joke. It, it was a different time, though. That was a it thing. was a different it's time. One hundred percent. Yeah, you didn't have. Like the internet up and coming. I mean, Mitch, arguably as well, but it was kind of in the beginning stages. But he had to tell the same joke on multiple shows because it, you didn't have these uh, 
you know, these little snippets online at everybody's fingertips. That's true. Well, uh, neither did Hedberg because he died young. Fortunately, he That's a, that is a wicked shame because I think, I think, I think Mitch would have been one of the greatest all time comics if he did not succumb to uh, the the devil. Harm. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. He he was he was so good. And I love he he's one of those comics he had such short jokes and and such uh easily malleable jokes. Like uh Oh man, like what was the one? Like I, I don't do drugs. Uh, no I, what was that joke? Um I used to do drugs. Um, I still do, but I used to too. Mm. You know what I mean? Like people say yeah. that at work all the time, like about different things. You know, it, it it's so easily malleable that you can turn into anything. Like I don't drink beer, or you know, whatever the fuck I'm trying to say. But yeah, John Mulaney said a, a great example of Mitch Hedberg on, um, I believe it was Theo Vaughn's podcast. I could be wrong. One of those. Where he said uh, Mitch Hedberg had a joke that was just, I wish I had a suitcase handcuffed to my uh, hand. <laughs> so the <laughs> it, it was that's not even a joke. <laughs> just saying, and I I want a suitcase handcuffed to my hand, and it's so funny. It's so incredibly. He doesn't even need to say a joke. Just a thought in a stream of consciousness, and he's gonna make you laugh. All right, who we got next? Uh, the fourth honorable mention I think was on my list, not on yours, was Jim Jeffries. Uh, the reason he was <laughs> on my list was I am a huge fan, as uh, we talked about last episode, or one of the episodes we were talking about. Might have been last episode. No, no, he deserves to be honorably mentioned, that's for sure. Uh, we didn't name a better person at Telling Stories tonight, I don't think. Like, you can watch a Jim Jeffries special that's two premises. One hour, two premises. Yeah, Crazy. he... It's fantastic. Uh, we both saw him live. I think this was the first comic we saw live together. Uh, we got to meet yeah. him. I, I have the fully loaded DVD signed by Jim Jeffries. And I remember standing in line and him bumming a cigarette off of the person behind me. I do remember that too. Yeah, that was so good. Um, yeah, he, he's such a good comedian. Um, one of the greatest of all time. Maybe not. Uh, but like we said, this is our... This is our favorite, and he is one of my favorites. I I, I can listen to uh, the plain etiquette, uh, God at a party, any of those things, and I could I could spend time and just listen to it and laugh like it's a good song. Like I said earlier, um, yeah, he has got so a bit good. on his HBO special. That's one of my favorites of all time. That I I, it's, I quote, <laughs> but not as a joke, like because it's I'm almost serious about it. Where. When someone says uh, something like, oh, I read that in the Bible. I'd be like, you know, that's God's book, right? Have you ever read the devil's book? Like, it, so far, God's the only one talking shit. The devil seems to be uh, being a bigger man about it. And that's a Jim Jeffries bit, but it's so fucking true. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that is really good. Well, there you go. Who's our last uh, guy? Our last one was on your list, but not mine. Um, but I'm more than happy to have him on here. It's Pat Oswald. Yeah, I feel like he went. Uh, he's been under the radar the last couple of years, and um, I feel like if he went back to 2012, he would have been in our top ten, uh, just because of how you know that's his heyday. But we're talking about another really, really, really unique comic, um, incredibly intellectual. He's like, um, like if you like video games and you like comic books and you like stuff like that. And you want to relate to a com uh, a comic out there who makes you feel like you can be cool uh, at the same time and be hilarious. Like he's such an inspiration for that. Like I remember again, I, I play video games and all that kind of stuff. And you listen to like Dane Cook when you're younger, and you're like, I don't like I don't wear tank tops and go to Burger King all the time. <laughs> but Pat Oswalt talking about Star Wars, uh, you know, some of my favorite movie series, uh, that I could watch all day. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. One of my favorite Patton Oswalt bits was um, him in the Starbucks and his daughter pointing at the black man and going monkey. <laughs> Do you remember that joke? 
Yeah. And it was it, it all had to come from like Rafiki, like the guy who looked like he had a white beard, so he kind of looked like Rafiki or whatever. And the the reason I find that so funny is because I have a coworker whose son did that exact same thing in the line at Market Basket. Um, yeah, man, children and Rottweilers—they are dude always going to make a noise against ch- black people. Children, <laughs> children will make you look so fucking shitty all the yeah. time. Um, and it's so relatable. That was funny before I had kids, but I go through my life right now. My, you know, my son just turned four. I go through my life every time we're out and about. I am so goddamn scared about the shit that's going to come out of his mouth because hmm. you don't know. Like you don't teach him stuff. You know, you don't teach your kids stuff like that. But their observations and whatever can come out in such a negative way. And that's what that joke was all about. I'll always associate Patton Oswalt with that joke, and uh, I, I fucking love it, man. It's a it's a good joke. But he he's really good. I'm glad he made it on the honorable mentions. But great. So there you have it, everybody. We went through 15 fucking comics that we like. So if you don't find one out of there that you also like. Well, then you're probably the person at the comedy show that doesn't laugh at my goddamn jokes. Uh, But, you know, we just came off a shitty set. So this is our first mic post us bombing. So right now, to us, comedy's over. We can't do comedy anymore, right, Wayne? But we suck. We suck too bad. Yeah, yeah. We do (laughs) suck Until the next set. Until the next set. We'll we'll be on Cloud9 on the next one. Uh, But until then, uh, after listening to this... Why don't you comment? Uh, send us some some emails or, or comments in the YouTube or Spotify or whatever. Let us know who your top ten are or, or your favorites are. Uh, obviously, we miss some people and we don't know all the comics, so we'll listen to them. But send us send us who you love. Yeah, if you send it, Wayne will actually read it. I will not read it, but Wayne I, will actually read it. I fucking read everything, man. I, I'm like a Wayne will read everything. Oh, dude, I, I read everything. I, I don't care. I'm, I want the attention. Send me your shit. I want it. I don't. Don't talk to me. <laughs> I'll see you guys all later on the Quest for Life. Oh. <laughs> don't try to bring me into your you're like oh it wasn't just me that picked the goddamn rapist on my list right <laughs>